Greetings, everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. You are listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting to you from the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast, the third coast of Texas. The darkest truths from the darkest web need to be told. And you must listen to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and Shalom. Iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning in another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. And it is my pride and privilege to be doing so. Thank you everybody out there in Dreamland, listeners new and old alike. Sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, thank you everyone who chooses to support this channel and its efforts. Independent media definitely needs every single one of its supporters it can get. I know times are tough and they are getting tougher, but every tip sent to the Beyond Top Secret Texan definitely goes to creating a better production value for its programming and hopefully fulfilling the funding for future documentary-type long-form or live-action content. Uh, Definitely still a living goal of mine is to create a uh, Ghost Adventures-style vibe uh, live-action UFO hunting show to publish online in which I would travel around Texas interviewing uh, UFO witnesses and contactees and doing some UFO hunting at night with uh, as much equipment as I can get my hands on renting uh, night vision, goggles, thermal scopes, infrared, uh, you know, ultraviolet light detectors, all that. As well as assembly a small team that I could pay for their services and their expertise. That's just one of the many ideas I would have, but of course we need the funding, and the funding is relying on by you, the listener, who hopefully would get off the fence if you have not supported already, and those who have supported, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Um, you know, definitely, definitely love my supporters internationally, uh, those who have tips and everything, thank you all, because I know it's... it's incredible even just to know that you guys are listening out there, and over 20 countries, but now that I'm in the top 100 of the science fiction category uh, podcasts, because, you know, the only things I do read in this world are fiction and science fiction. Um, The only things I do talk about this world is fiction and science fiction, because they're the same. They're one of the same, the same sides of two coin, uh, two sides of the same coin, basically. That the world of today and the world of tomorrow are the only things that you know, like that distinguished both those is that there is what has happened and what will happen and what is to be, you know, and what has been. So let's get into it today. We're going to be doing part three. We're going to hit the ground running, doing part three of the Freemasonic Unholy Wars, the continuation of the American Empire. 
specifically the United States history, the United States of America's history with uh, wartime engagements known to the white world, where I would list them um, in their entirety. And I have been doing so since the beginning of America, so it's 1776, with each war listed in the first volume uh, until the 20th century. Then the second volume has the complete 20th century list of major wars, which include both world wars, uh, Vietnam, um, Korea, the Gulf Wars, uh, the Clinton Wars, for example, in Bosnia, Croatia, uh, Somalia. And now we're getting into the 21st century wars, the now most modern of all wars, um, in all warfare, catching up to the times, which this analysis has really proven to me that it is not very long at all from, say, for example, the Freemasonic takeover and revisions of the Indian American wars, which include the Civil War to uh, its involvement in the World Wars, the World War Theater, which was the creation of the breakaway civilization that was, and the uh, slave castes of the white world. You know, those that are calling the shots and are in the know and those that do not know, but are forced to uh, do the bidding of those that know that serve them without question, without possibility of escape. And that these two differences became manifested in the uh, division of war caste because the working fighter is uh, both directly serving and saving the elites as well as being allowed to intersect in this one instance, one phenomenal instance, uh, with the top secret, with the uh, shadow and the covert, the clandestine, the unreal thing that is not supposed to exist. And this is the uh, this is the origin of the Dark Fleet of the Nachtwaffen in 1940s, 1930s era, with the uh, truth of World War II being the first, or World War One being for the first totally covered up and falsified illusionary war, and World War II being the. Uh, creation of this spacefaring breakaway civilization that ultimately could unite the entire world to the threat of uh, total annihilation with its space fleet, which could fly over any border and which could destroy any conventional weaponry with its uh, advanced alien uh, technology, basically downloaded from the Vrilia subterranean race of reptilians that the War One Empire had uh, you know, successfully alerted themselves to the surface, the power of the surface dwellers, our race, the human race, after our defeat of the Fomerians in the, uh, you know, European theater of World War One, which was the first war and the first victory of the human race against another species on Earth. Another intelligent species, to clarify that. So they catch up to everybody. You know, then that goes into the uh, creation of the false dynamic of the atomic mutually assured destruction, as well as the pursuit of uh, atomic energy to uh, create massive amounts of these fleet materials, all overseen by the Dark Fleet, by the way, all overseen by Nottwaffen, and then its proxy, the ICC, which 
the ICC being the second oldest secret space program created in history for the human race and being solely based on industrial fabrication and trade as well as staffing and logisticals, you know, efforts, basically the workhorse um, with a point of its charter being for years that it was unable to pursue arming itself as a, or creating and organizing itself as a war fighting, um, basically a branch of this breakaway civilization until it got its own independence further on due to the uh, further isolationism of the Dark Fleet, not Waffen, and then allowing for its own defense and security of colonies, for example, Mars, before it was destroyed by the Orion Draco invasion in 2001. Mars was completely secured and defended by the ICC with the majority of its fleets and armadas being absolutely just wrecked, just destroyed or, or, or retreating from in, in the evacuation process of Mars, uh, the face of the Orion Draco fleet <laughs> as it teleported into our solar system and the inner dominion, the inner, uh, you know, three-sphere dominion between the meteor belt or the asteroid belt in between Mars and Jupiter. It forms a natural shield. But, you know, the ICC is not a good, a karmically good entity at all anyway, but that's just remembering the effects of that. It's still human. But what does that mean in the end of the day? Right? So, the creation of these two fleets were, were breathing in the 20th century. And then, of course, the theater of the real world, the white world being the Cold War, mutually assured destruction, um, while they built their off-world empires and relocated the best and brightest and hundreds of millions of um, potential clone stock and civilians of all trades, crafts, genders, ethnicities, etc., to, um, you know, men, women... Pairing bronze, mating, uh, all of that was encouraged. Children have been born off-world, for example. Children have been born underground. Children have been born in the oceans. And uh, call those places their home because the human race has expanded there and colonized this mass expansion and colonization. While on the surface of the world, uh, the human race battled and went to war with various crypto-terrestrials, uh, alien colonist species and other rogue elements of, or not rogue at that point, just other competitive hostile empires of human beings, potentially hybridized with reptilians, are owing allegiance to the Orion Draco, such as the Aztec Maya uh, or the Maya Aztec because um, what is in a name, both those are Historically, not what they call themselves, but to understand them, the Maya Aztec um, remnant empire, but it's a subterranean empire. It's the remaining population 
which is in the hundreds of millions, by the way. It's not a small number. It's the hundreds of millions of, of human beings uh, that make up this empire of technologically advanced ancient world Mayan Aztec, uh, you know, in origin and culture uh, civilizations that exist in the subterranean areas of South America and Mexico up to the Colorado and Grand Canyon areas. And that uh, we constantly are fighting and engaging in hostilities with. Skirmishing, if you were, uh, simply for the massive scale that they uh, are a major, major world power in their own right. But they are... Um, but they are uh, absolutely... These girl in allegiance with or in or in basically the hybridization with the reptilians, the Orion Draco ancient world model. And thus enemies of the new surface world controlled by the Ashtar High Command. You know, themselves sent by the Galactic Federation of Light. So Other than all of that, the the world has basically become a very peaceful. Say, other than all of that, the real world has become a rather peaceful, um, unified one world government, new world order type situation. It has already become that. There's not a rise or need to uh, exert that force, except for on its own populations in the third world, the global south, etc. But that's not reason enough, because all these can be done through the proxy governments supplied and uh, positioned in the world as we know it at today, like the CIA, front governments, um, paramilitary groups that are funded by the, you know, military industrial complex, uh, everything from organized crime to uh, just the dictatorships around the world. We control. When does America, now that it's the 21st century, actually intercede or inter or involve itself and its own troops to propose to create the propaganda and purport the lie that it is itself going to war? Just like it practiced in the Clinton Wars warming up of the 1990s, warming up the population to accepting the fact that it was the world police or the policemen of the world in a sense that it provided security and military aid and response because it had a monopoly of violence against invariably what was genocide and uh, cruelties and violations of human rights, war crimes, etc. And never anything less than that because of the extremely macabre nature of the business of war. Um, very few things can excuse the use of deadly force or the physical war machine itself because it's a murder machine involving itself in countries because it's so obviously aggressive 
to be an empire at this stage, the only world power firmly now after the Cold War has ended um, and spending literally more on defense every year than the next 10 most powerful countries combined do. That's an important statistic to keep in mind is that the United States is not truly free legally, but existentially the now center of power because of its economy and military and the overwhelming reliance on it to perform these actions as Britain's, the English-speaking world's military, the Anglosphere's military, and the city of London's military, controlled by the state of, uh, by the, yeah, the city-state of Washington, D.C., which is independent of the 50 United States of America, but controls them through its sovereign, its treaty with the Vatican and the city of London. Now, the District of Columbia, which is Columbia is the name of America in the true sense of the word, has officially been the center of power for the United States military controlling branches, the chiefs of staff, the, uh, you know, uh, special forces, uh, special operations, uh, force command, uh, SOFCOM, and, and other uh, various branches of the military, everything from the... Uh, you know, top down, basically top brass down to the very uh, most mundane operations of the military is run through the Pentagon. Believe it or not, that is exactly what the Pentagon is there for. These things are real. And it's all in the District of Columbia. And from then, they exert their control not only over the conquered lands of the 50 United States of America, which are conquered lands, by the way. We went through that in the first volume, uh, definitely in the first volume. The Indian-American Wars only ended in the 1930s, for example. Like, it's a very recent phenomenon, but the entirety of the United States of America, all 50 states, are conquered Native American lands. And they were conquered by the branches of the United States federal military, which has its seat of power in Washington, D.C. One city. One city. And it's considered still foreign and neutral to the entirety of the rest of the country. Because it is, through its treaty, more allied with the city of London and the Vatican than it is its nearest American counterpart. Or any state capital, for example. So this foreign occupying power not only controls the United States, but does so so well that it can draft from it its, its citizenry to become its soldiers. And it, in connection with its military entertainment industrial complex, has created the propaganda necessary over the course of decades to create the illusionary narrative of the American federal military machine and empire as being a saving heroic figure attacking evil but human terrorist rogue nations, uh, narcos uh, organized criminals 
human traffickers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When in reality, we are in fact attacking mostly innocent crypto terrestrial species, alien colonists, um, ancient societies and civilizations, occult groups, and this is when it starts getting into the spectrum of not so innocent. Although, who can say what men are good and what are not? Like, only God, obviously. Uh, and no man is good. So, just these civilizations themselves, but are their political enemies. They're politically rivals. They're not moral rivals. They're not good versus evil. It's simply tribe versus tribe. And in this society that we live in, this world that we live in, tribes exist um, to defend themselves or to destroy other tribes. Um, and it's as post-apocalyptic as that sounds, we just live in a state of subjugation via such a dominant tribe system that we don't even remember that we are slaves because uh, their tribe is so strong and powerful that no one has invaded us to free us and so many generations that we do not understand that we are not free and that we are doing to the same for other countries what we was already done to us as a people. Much like the history of Rome... Rome would invade a territory, take it over, enslave it, assimilate its society, and then, before you know it, uh, recruit its men into fighting for the Legion and molding them into the Roman framework, and then eventually those men would be in the Legions and go to invade and conquer new villages, new areas, to repeat the process forever and ever. Uh, that lasted for 800 years. You know, that system lasted for 800 years. And it lasted so long that, you know, in the centuries in the middle of that existence, that people completely forgot their origins and tribal identities and began to understand themselves, identify themselves simply as Roman or part of the Roman Empire with their virtue and civic duty to be to be loyal citizens and to accept the needs of the country and its direction as something that was near holy and beyond questioning, such as the United States finds itself in now after 200 years, 250 years, sorry about that, of the existence of the United States. So... As we now repeat the history that Rome taught us and we have failed to learn from, we find ourselves as an empire of slaves trying to subjugate and enslave everyone else, but believing our own propaganda will get us nowhere because the truth is not what they tell us. We did not fight the Middle Eastern wars for oil of the 21st century, we did not fight it against terrorism. 9-11 was an inside job. 9-11 did not exist the way it, everyone talks about it. It was the, it was the uh, collateral damage of a space battle that was being fought over the North Atlantic. And it was directed against the trade towers because the trade towers uh, housed an AI supercomputer that we recovered off an extraterrestrial ship discovered off the bottom of the ocean. Um... 
that was helping us defend the planet. It was destroyed. The AI supercomputer was evacuated out of the building by via underground. Um, and its gold housing is necessary, as well as the American Reserves, the gold. Um, all that was involved with itself is hidden inside the gold deposits and required the gold for fuel, as well as to replate itself. It's kind of complicated, but I'm not here to talk about the AI supercomputer made of gold that was located in the World Trade Center. I'm here to just talk about the fact that World Trade Center uh, did not fall because of planes. There were, in fact, no planes uh, used. There was direct energy uh, weaponry, and they faked a hurricane off the coast of New York City so that they could um, uh, hide the actual radar imprint of the battle ahead that was happening above the actual uh, North Atlantic at the time. Now... I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot, but if you listen to the podcast, the old episodes, I've talked about it in depth. Now that that's really what happened, and that's the case. Um, Solar Warden was defending the Earth against the Orion Draco attack in 2000, 2001. Uh, I know I was there. I was 14. It was my first day of war, and the uh, bitterest in, in that timeline, so it's just absolutely... One of the things I always want to talk about, but that was all connected. It's a small world, especially when it's being invaded by space aliens. Um, and so we go into 2000, 2001. I'll be giving up the list of the wars. Remember, that's happening. So that's happening. <laughs> the Orion Draco invasions happened in 2000, 2001, and the millennia, the Y2K era. Which, like I said, it was predicted already and by, by forces to get us where for the potential end of the world in the year 2000. Because of the way the retro causality of the entertainment industry truly works, a lot of the hype of the Y2K millennial disaster was created after the events of 2001 happened using quantum magic. I'm not going to get into a lot of these details. point is... Um, the Y2K disaster was to help prep the man, uh, human race in case of the potential defeat of Solar Warden at the hands of the Orion Draco. And it was done retro-causality, uh, retro-casually, with uh, quantum magic. So, yeah. It was a fucking weird year, 2000. So, now going into the 21st century, remember the uh, Orion Draco invasion has been defeated but during the time they did, was a very serious threat first test the solar warden um, when they appeared in earth's orbit they activated a lot I will say a shitload of their old cities and technology and bunkers potentially every single one of them and all of their old technology, at least all that was still functioning, was activated due to the presence of the Orion Draco fleet. This included stargates across the world. Many in Latin America, in the Amazon rainforest, and many in the Middle East. But there were also a significant amount in Africa. 
Southeast Asia, Russia, Europe, North America, and extending all the way until Alaska and Canada with that North America's claim too, not just Mexico. There are also many in the ocean, etc. But that basically, all of the mysterious events leading away from that into the next two decades is because of the Orion Draco invasion of 2000-2001. And it's specifically because of the effect that that had in starting our, I guess we call it, uh, kick-starting our, our re-energizing all of these old relics that used to be on the Earth but were basically shut down after the defeat of the Orion Draco. Draco at the hands of the Astro High Command, uh, you know, before the Great Reset occurred. This is um, the reasoning why, for example, Saddam Hussein seized the opportunity to try to operate a Stargate himself and have his scientists analyze the information trying to corner the market in a private, maybe black market sold Stargate program to the highest bidder. Finding it worth betraying the CIA for the potential power and rewards that he was so lucky and fortunate enough to have complete control over the Ziggurat, Stargate, and uh, Iraq, which is formerly Babylon, being one of the larger Stargates on Earth ever made. This, he believed, was worth betraying the CIA, which he knew inevitably would get him killed, and killed in a very occult and ceremonial way. Remember, the CIA is not as powerful in a world that is truly controlled by these breakaway civilizations but they are still proxies ultimately of the breakaway civilization, especially the not Waffen and Dark Fleet aspects of it. The big black cube, the black Saturnic not Waffen, the night fleet. Which is the Fourth Reich. Remember that, the Fourth Reich. Not the Third Reich, which they want you to believe was controlled by Hitler and was more interested in buffoonery and marching, goose-stepping, etc., which is all Hollywood film uh, propaganda to try to educate people. Disney completely Disneyfied uh, versions of history, but it was a real occult group, the Ananarbe mostly, as well as the uh, industrial and um, engineering geniuses that would make up the Thule Society, for example, or the Frill Society, the Theosophists that would make up the Fourth Reich and the Notwaffen, with their real energies and their open-mindedness to pursue the truths of the Atlanteans and the master uh, races of the Aryans, etc., that the ultimate truth was alien hybrids and uh, the intervention of these previous species, these previous factions into liberating the higher ideal of man 
from its uh, more reptilian natures. And this is like for the Vrilya society, for example. So now we get into it. Proper global war on terror begins. Um, America is going to be invading the Middle East to use the actual intervention of the armed forces proper, not the military, not just bombing, to hide in plain sight the maneuvers of special operations, of everything from Delta Force to the Navy SEALs that are actually in the know and are read into these programs, to the CIA paramilitary groups, the NSA groups, the different government groups that operate internationally um, to recover Stargate's alien technology, uh, engage in research of exotic technology, unfunded opportunities, they call them, um, recovering every artifact they can historically of any significance or, or you know, magnitude, um, and definitely controlling the narrative every step of the way so that in history, the only things that they leave will confirm the stories that they invented. This is the same operations that they did while conquering the Native Americans. Um, they go in, they smash everything in fucking sight, they take everything that's important away from the country, they loot the museums, they loot the land, they use their technology and their resources, their logistic abilities, to literally steal whatever they can. Then they hide it, lie about it, claim it's top secret first while they get their story straight, eventually leak through a series of journalistic uh, revelations the narrative that they want you to believe, even if it makes them look despicable, because they know they're immune to any kind of retaliation or justice, there is not a damn thing any single person can do to bring the American military to justice regarding the events of Iraq, regardless of what they did to anyone, their own, their own soldiers or to the enemy, to civilians or to anyone else. Because they have absolute authority in our country, because our country only exists to fund and to operate a military which acts as the literal armed forces of the city of London and the Vatican, Rothschild, banking cartels of the Anglo-speaking world. It's that simple. It's all connected. The ICC is the Rothschild Anglo-speaking world, New World Empire. That is the ICC. The American military is the land proxy forces of the ICC until its own creation of Solar Warden. Which, like I said, there's a fractal nature to these things where one is soon it becomes again. Something greater evolves from something lesser. Something that was once a seed blooms into a mighty tree to have seeds of its own and what one begets another. So Dark Fleet creating the ICC, the ICC creating the United States military as its 
ground forces on Earth, and then the ICC um, leading to the creation of Solar Warden, and Solar Warden replacing, or at least competing with, not often to become the defender of the Earth, uh, as that role gives them a maximum amount of authority and immunity in the eyes of the Aster High Command. Uh, the prestige of being the chosen, quote-unquote, chosen uh, breakaway civilization to basically lead the Earth Alliance. And at that point, the uh, creation of Solar Warden would go on to create the various fractal, uh, smaller groups of Solar Warden, the breakaway civilization being um, the land forces of the frontier, the rangers, that explore as well as colonize things like the deep ocean and the subterranean world where they would then go to engage the Mayan Aztec presence. All of this is going on while these wars are being fought and I will list these wars but I just want you to keep in mind that's really what's going on and that that's all going on in the background and so when you hear things like the war in Afghanistan, for example. The war in Afghanistan is beginning in 2001 to 2021. That the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, Croatia, the Czech Republic, Denmark, the nation of Georgia, Germany, Netherlands, Italy, Romania, Slovakia, Spain, and Turkey... And the House of Saudi Arabia. That they would all join forces to engage the Taliban. Because two buildings were knocked down in New York City. By hijackers in airplanes. And a airplane hit the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. They want you to believe that because that is the lie they were selling you. When it's clear as day, this is an international New World Order, one world government coalition controlled by the English-speaking world through the politics of the last 100 years and the effects of the Clinton Wars. Like I said, after the Cold War officially fell over, as the opposed as the uh, ruling zeitgeist, the one world government was allowed to manifest itself to move into areas where technology like bunkers, subterranean cities, specifically located in the Tora Bora Mountains, with fleets of crafts that were now operational, reptilian in origin, known as Vermanas. There for the taking, as well as the necessity to secure these technologies, to impose the secrecy, or to control the secrecy and continue the secrecy of the breakaway civilization, the secret space program, and the truth of the ancient history of our world. This began literally at the end of the Orion Draco invasion.
once the resources were freed up from that immediate necessity and Earth's orbit was secure enough to provide support in the form of high Earth orbit directional um, you know, satellite intelligence, GPS, uh, you know, the the resources um, available to re- the supply reinforcements when dealing with these crypto-terrestrial and more advanced breakaway civilization threats. You can't do that when your planet's being invaded. But once the invasion is over, it can begin. And it's also why we didn't mind. Existentially, we still don't care. But we didn't really give a shit when the war was over in 2021. And the Taliban simply retook power. Sorry, any... Taliban simply retook the country after our mission having been accomplished and the 20 years of being there of recovering Stargates and making sure all the Vermonas were accounted for, all the bases mapped and the entire country was basically scanned every square mile of to make sure it didn't have any other hidden extraterrestrial technology as well as the conflicts therein with security measures uh, the Jinn, which is a crypto-terrestrial force, uh, it's a faction, it's a species uh, closely related to mankind, has a lot of capital cities, for example, in their kingdoms, which are beyond human sight, but are absolutely having, they're, they're members of the Greater Earth Alliance as well as their representatives, they have the right to territory, right to life as well, being there, massive presence there. And after all of that was done, America simply walked away, as well as every other country, because the ICC doesn't care spe- about specifics. It does not care about these things. These are not real wars. These are cover stories. These are the propaganda creations like Hollywood scripts. These are fantasies. The American intervention in Yemen, 2002 to present. You think really that America gives a shit about Yemen? No, it's because Yemen has extraterrestrial ancient technology inside its territories. It has access points to subterranean realms inside its territories. It has deep connections with its people and reptilian hybridization and its genetic tribes. It has a lot going on (coughs) in terms of the truth. But the presentation to America, first of all, is obscure, and it's extremely obscure, uh, to the point that most Americans don't even know that we're fighting in Yemen, nor where Yemen is on a map. This is how easy the cover-up is. 
Then, from that, once you look into the sources, it controls the mainstream narrative to tell you that it's a, simply a tribal, ritualistic war in the Middle East. Another drone war, another one of Obama's, uh, you know, escalations, which, you know, evolved into this civil war and terrible humanitarian crisis, and everything is there to traumatize you, to stop you from looking truly into it. And that's also that it has an extreme importance both in the world of Islam and Judeo-Christianity, being the so-called significant point where there's a lot to say about biblical artifacts and architecture, etc., but that they are forging... They are forging and counterfeiting a lot of biblical and Islamic history inside Yemen right now so that when they unveil and they have been doing this for a long time since 2002 when they unveil the creation of the third temple with Chrislam being or Judeo-Chrislam sorry being the Jewish Christian and Islamic unification church the church of the fraternity of man that they will rebuild the third temple, most likely in Yemen. And most likely, that's the reason why the House of Saudi Arabia wants so desperately to control this area, because they want to control the spiritual authority of the entire Islamic world. And they currently do so with Mecca. But if there is a new church to arise, they understand that the separation of church and state is absurd in the Middle East, especially with Islamic states, and that the only way a state can maintain its authority is through spiritual supremacy or spiritual identification and importance. The authority over spiritual landmarks, the authority over spiritual bloodlines, the authority over spiritual uh, mosques, etc. <coughs> so that's another aspect behind the Yemeni situation. Now, the um, number of allied nations interested in this are the exact same nations interested in the creation of the Third Temple themselves. The United States, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Kuwait, Qatar, Jordan, Morocco, Sudan, Senegal, the United States, the United Kingdom, and then, the, of course, the cabinet of Yemen, the Yemen Armed Forces, the Yemen Air Force, and uh, the Yemeni pep, uh, puppet government, basically. Now... This war has been going on longer than the Afghanistan war. And it's never talked about on the news. You'll never hear it talked about in American policies. Because America is absolutely controlled this 100% not by the truth, not by journalists, not by academics, not by humanitarians, 
by the Military Industrial Entertainment Complex. And because the desperation, the severity, and the truth of the matter is that the One World Order, the New World Order, resorts to the most savage and cruel hostilities, the most overkill uses of violence because of the technology at their fingertips that it leaves no question as to who the evil one in this engagement is. And it's not the revolutionaries, it's not the rebels who defend their homeland. It's literally the hyperpowers that are beyond the measures of wealth using the latest technologies literally uh, autonomous drones and GPS satellites smart bombs, low-yield nuclear weapons, and an international coalition, including mercenaries, to indiscriminately bomb and uh, embargo and exploit the now completely politically isolated people of Yemen... For over 20 years. And because I like... I always mention that the real reasons we're there have nothing to do with justice. They have nothing to do with who's the good person and who's the bad person or who's right and wrong or who's violent and peaceful. It has everything to do with we have agendas there and the U.S. military and its various capacities and its allies' militaries and their various capacities are simply the surface-level white world excuses and reasons to really put the attention and force of these breakaway civilizations to work to seize technology, to seize assets, to def- to engage and uh, defeat the hostilities of other species, crypto-terrestrials or extraterrestrial, and to uh, forge and to create the narrative of the existential reality known as history of our world. They destroy historical artifacts, including leveling entire ancient cities, and they um, control who has access to certain geographies, such as what they did to Antarctica, for example. The breakaway civilization, the space programs, the world's militaries, completely closed off Antarctica and have completely seized that entire continent. So it's not like they won't do that for hundreds of square miles of other territory, especially in the Middle East. Just think about what they're not letting people ever see in those deserts. No no coincidence that this started coming out. These wars started happening with the time that Google Earth started coming out and Google Maps, for example, and digital photography found online. It's because 
it's all a consorted effort to keep mankind one step behind as they are five steps ahead. The Iraq War. This is obviously the most major Stargate war. The invasion of Iraq, as I've illustrated before, was really the attempt to control and seize the Stargates that were activating in the Iraq Babylonian territories, uh, ancient Persia, etc. And so these reptilian societies that the Anunnaki had created, even before those nations of Babylon and Mesopotamia, uh, were starting to activate the deep underground bases uh, near the Hadith Dam, for example. We're starting to activate, and underneath the Tigris and Euphrates, there's these cities under there. Uh, were massive titans, uh, uh, self-defense forces and stuff like that, atomic forces, um, you know, nuclear energies, uh, every, AI, all of it were beginning to reactivate. Seized from Saddam Hussein in 2003, after he began to go rogue with the research and trying to uh, sell it on the black market or sell the secrets to the black market, specifically to France. Uh, that's a big reason why uh, America and France had their own rivalries, because France was buying the Stargate secrets and the secrets of the breakaway civilization programs directly from Iraq. Um, but yes, the United States, United Kingdom, Australia, Poland... An Iraqi Kurdistan, supported by the Netherlands, Italy, and Spain, invaded, destroyed, and rebuilt the Iraqi state. Because a few people in a plane, a few people hijacked a plane and flew those planes into two buildings in New York City and the Pentagon. That's what they want you to believe. And because America had already invaded Iraq in a rigged Clinton war after the Cold War to create the public propaganda of a one-world superpower known as the Coalition or the Alliance or the Allied Forces or the Free World, quote-unquote, when actually it was the one-world New World Order superstate, the Illuminati superstate, that it was the perfect and most convenient excuse just to repeat that same line that we were invading the Middle East to stop needless aggression and to stop Saddam Hussein because Saddam Hussein was a bad guy. Quote-unquote, a bad guy. Who was going to somehow nuke us. I guess he was going to FedEx a nuclear bomb to America. But that he was actually a terrorist kingpin and that this was all part of the global war on terror. Now, a lot of people say war for oil. It wasn't for fucking oil. For one, we get all our oil from Canada. For two, Venezuela was still our ally and giving us plenty of oil at the same time. That's number two and three. Uh, if Iraq was selling oil outside of the U.S. currency, the e the euro, for example, like they said that he was planning to, it also wouldn't have impacted the petrodollar, which steals uh, legally with countries like India and uh, China, which we get most of our business from, the dealing of these international dollars, uh, petrodollars from, based on the scale of things. It's not even the fact that America was buying Iraqi oil, because we weren't. In fact, the Iraqi oil was a non-factor of it. It was 100% an ulterior excuse 
to hide the fact that after the invasion of 2000, uh, 2000 2001 of the Orion Draco, the uh, ancient reptilian technology that was left in the Mesopotamia activated and was ripe for the taking. Who went to Iraq? Archaeologists. Who went to Iraq? People who were special forces who could explore and map and secure areas far out in the middle of the desert. They could do so in small teams. They had top secret clearances. Uh, They could capture locals and interrogate them to uh, get the information they needed to understand what they were dealing with. They took all of the records and dissolved the entire Iraqi government because the Iraqi government was deemed a security threat because they had gone rogue and already knew what they were dealing with with this vast ancient amount of resources and treasure that was literally underneath their feet in Baghdad. Literally underneath Baghdad. Why did the Americans cut the power, the literal infrastructure and electrical grid from the Iraqis? Is because they were using that electricity to help power these stargates. The Americans were. To operate them, to get them fully functional, see their threshold, their, their potential. And while that was happening, they were siphoning all that power to these special sites deep underground putting such a stress and strain on the Iraqi power grid that it fried it for anyone on the city surface. That is 100% a byproduct of doing this mission and doing it fast. Now, I know this might be uh, new territory for a lot of people. I know this might be... um kind of a hard pill to swallow for those that are quote-unquote armchair commandos or uh, commanders or whatever, and then they want to think they know it because they watch the documentaries, you know, every single one ever made about the global war on terror. Know that that entire industry is created to propagate the lie, funded entirely by the CIA, not to sell books, but the CIA paying writers to just create them and publish them, the journalists you know, this is all Mockingbird, this is all deep state propaganda to create the lie and the illusion to hide the truth, and um, I want to play a short video, it's 8 minutes long, you know how I like using third party sources, Uh, this will help kind of validate and to explain it in terms I know I myself am not the best at explaining everything, especially when I was trying to explain it in context of larger um, subjects, but this is just specifically about the Iraqi Stargate conspiracy and Saddam Hussein's true weapons of mass destruction because of the, we're speaking about the origins, the excuses, WMDs was one of the main um, reasons declared for invading Iraq in the first place, which was absolutely proven to be false after thorough investigations by the UN, as well as America's own admission that there was no weapons of mass destruction ever discovered in Iraq. So, I want you to uh, 
listen there at Dreamland. This is not my video. This is from Forgotten History. Forgotten History can be found on YouTube. It has 146,000 subscribers. So, you know, make of that as you will. This is not just somebody with like five just subscribers and I'm finding just resources that happen to coincidentally fit my schizophrenic worldview, but rather this is actually the tip of an iceberg. And the tip of the iceberg is people who are researching this material and finding ample evidence to suspect to suspect that this is absolutely valid on their own, let alone somebody like myself who has insider knowledge of these events. So, beginning next will be the Iraqi Stargate Conspiracy, Saddam Hussein's Weapon of Mass Destruction from Forgotten History video. It is 8 minutes and 18 seconds long. Thank you for your patience when you listen to it. But know that this is a very clearly summarized and concise expression of the fact that Saddam Hussein most likely was in possession of a Stargate, and that is the reason why we invaded Iraq in 2003, as well as, in greater context, all of invasions in Afghanistan to Iraq, to Libya, etc., in the future would be because of similar situations. So thank you. In 2003, using the pretext of Saddam Hussein having weapons of mass destruction, and his alleged connections to Al-Qaeda, the United States invaded Iraq. My fellow citizens, at this hour, American and coalition forces are in the early stages of military operations to disarm Iraq, to free its people, and to defend the world from grave danger. On my orders, coalition forces have begun striking selected targets of military importance to undermine Saddam Hussein's ability to wage war. These are opening stages of what will be a broad and concerted campaign. After years of military operations, more than one million Iraqis were killed as a result of the invasion and the subsequent occupation of the country. Iraq descended into sectarian strife after the U.S. occupiers dismantled Hussein's government and its military apparatus. The chaos helped give rise to the Islamic State group through its predecessor al-Qaeda in Iraq. Many observers believe seizing Iraq's oil reserve and ousting Hussein were the primary reasons for the U.S.-led invasion. But what if they were wrong? What if there really was a weapon of mass destruction, of unprecedented power? What if Saddam Hussein had a Stargate? That's the real reason for the invasion of Iraq, according to author Michael Sala. Let's find out if any of this is remotely plausible. Hello, I'm Mike Droberg, a Marine Corps veteran, filmmaker, history enthusiast, and investigator of the supernatural. And we will answer these questions on today's episode of Forgotten History. Dr. Sala, an Australian national, obtained his MA in philosophy from the University of Melbourne and then his doctorate government from the University of Queensland in 1993. After spending two years as an associate at the Center for Middle Eastern and Central Asian Studies in Australia, he joined the faculty of the Department of Political Science at the Australian National University in Canberra as a lecturer. Salah began his Stargate theory by presenting proof of historical extraterrestrial occupation in Iraq. He states the strongest available evidence for a historical ET presence in Iraq comes from cuneiform tablets directly recording the beliefs and activities of the ancient Sumerians whose civilization began almost overnight in 3800 BC. 
Most of these cuneiform tablets relate stories of the Sumerians interacting with their gods. Archaeologists initially accepted that these were merely myths and attached little importance to them other than giving them insight into the mythology and religious beliefs of the ancient Sumerians. That viewpoint received a major challenge in 1976 when the Sumerian scholar Zachariah Sitchin published the first series of books on his translations of thousands of Sumerian tablets. Rather than treating the stories of the gods as myths that had little empirical relevance, Sitchin interpreted the tablets as literal descriptions of events as they had occurred in the time. Sitchin's translations of the Sumerian cuneiform tablets reveal precise information on a range of topics that he argues could not have been possible for a civilization at the initial stages of its development with no obvious predecessor civilization to borrow from. According to Sitchin, the Sumerians had detailed knowledge of all the planets in the solar system, understood the precession of the equinoxes, and also had an understanding of complex medical procedures and that all their knowledge came from a race of extraterrestrial visitors known as the Anunnaki, those who from heaven to earth came, who were not only teachers for the Sumerians but also played a role in the creation of the human race. So what do the Sumerians and the Anunnaki from 3800 BC have to do with Saddam Hussein and the invasion of Iraq? Well, according to Salah, the U.S.-led 2003 invasion of Iraq was launched because the former dictator, Saddam Hussein, had a portal to an alien world. He believes that the United States and its allies invaded the country to take control of Hussein's access to alien weapons through the Stargate. Salah stated, according to the British newspaper, The Daily Star, I think that was a big part of the reason why the Bush administration went to Iraq, to stop Hussein from revealing this information and to also get control of the Stargate for themselves. Salah says the portal was located under one of Iraq's ancient ziggurat temples. He believes that the U.S., Russia, Germany, and France have been aware that the Anunnaki left behind some very high-tech apparatuses and possibly weaponry when they abandoned Earth around 1700 B.C. and that Saddam Hussein, getting assistance from Russian, German, and French archaeological teams for years in an attempt to unravel and perhaps reverse-engineer this apparatus, which Salah claims is probably far in advance of any technology we might have obtained from the Grays from Zeta Reticuli, and which is supposedly warehoused at Area 51 in Nevada. So what is the exact significance of the Stargate and why did the U.S. want it so badly? According to Salah, on the part of the Hussein regime, control of the Stargate would allow him to activate it and to fulfill prophecy by facilitating the return of the advanced race of ETs, the elite Anunnaki. Saddam Hussein probably imagined that in return for his loyalty to the Anunnaki, he would be rewarded with some position of great global authority. Perhaps he would even see himself as some kind of human savior, facilitating the return of the gods who would solve all of humanity's problem and end the rule of the clandestine government organizations, perpetuating non-disclosure of the ET presence. So what proof is there that the Stargate even existed? He notes the powerful diplomatic support given by Germany and France to the Hussein regime in warding off a preemptive military strike. So powerful has been this support that the U.S. Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld disparagingly referred to them as Old Europe in response to a reporter on January 22, 2003. You're thinking of Europe and Germany and France. I don't. I think that's Old Europe. If you look at the entire NATO Europe today, the center of gravity is shifting to the east, and there are a lot of new members, but you're right, Germany has been a problem, and France has been a problem. Rather than backtracking on what was a diplomatic bombshell, the Bush administration has instead continued to go to extraordinary lengths to isolate the German and French positions on Iraq, 
For example, the administration encouraged the leaders of Spain, Portugal, Italy, the United Kingdom, Hungary, Poland, Denmark, and the Czech Republic to write a letter to the Wall Street Journal on January 30th that said the Iraqi regime and its weapons of mass destruction represent a clear threat to world security. This is indeed some strong evidence against France and Germany. But where is the Stargate now? Some in the Middle East UFO community theorize that Task Force 20, which had been conducting commando raids north of Baghdad, found the Stargate in addition to the elusive former dictator Saddam Hussein. So where is the Stargate now? Area 51? Edwards Air Force Base? And what happened to it? Is the U.S. using it? I was deployed to Iraq in 2009 and never heard of this story while out there. But of course my focus was on my mission and my Marines, not an extraterrestrial technology. So I guess anything is plausible. If you have more information for the possible whereabouts of the Stargate, let us know in the comments below. Thanks for watching today's episode of Forgot History. Please like, share, and subscribe. Send us your And so you see that it's not well known even by the people who served in the armed forces who were deployed. Although you'd be surprised also by the number of veterans, men and women who served in the theater of operation of Iraq, as well as Afghanistan, that are fully aware of these events and who have spoken to locals who are as well. Uh, not every local, for example, is just a basically you know, trying to get by or trying to survive without any education or experience. A lot of people had the good fortune of meeting very intelligent uh, locals and Iraqis in their time, especially if they were in any kind of capacity that could outreach and reach these people. Um, former professors, former government workers, engineers, for example, who understand Iraq's history, real origins and its legacy, what their inheritance truly was, a people who had advanced technology in the Babylonian era, who had ancient civilizations from the origins of Sumerians, for example, who were deeply invested in that mythology and were not necessarily Muslim fundamentalists, but were actually people who were very progressive and into the ideas of this, uh, what we would know as the Anunnaki mythology cycle. Um, or even the ancient Babylonian systems of belief and worship. Uh, by the time Saddam Hussein was in power, for example. Culturally, you know, I don't hold it against the United States GI or the Marine in any capacity, you know, for not wanting to understand or not learning this. It's just that, like Vietnam or like World War II, they send people who have been trained not to think. They have been sent people who are too young to think. They send people who just don't give a shit. Uh, and are not there to give a shit for that reason. They're there for to fight wars. They're warfighters that are going to uh, want to do nothing but, you know, more destroy than learn. Or, or, But there is an intelligence aspect to it. There is always the intelligence, uh, military intelligence that goes into learn. There is the um, government, I guess you call it the paramilitary, the military intelligence aspect, CIA, NSA, uh, various degreed uh, members of 
this secret society that is indoctrinated into whatever group that allows them to be deployed out there. Archaeologists, uh, psychologists, linguists, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, that definitely understood the reality of this. And that's just at the officer and enlisted level. And then there's the politicians, the diplomats, the ministers of the UN, of NATO, that are obviously proxies and frontline agents for the one world government, the new world order, that would be completely aware of this agenda and would be the one sponsoring it and trying to make it appear to be very legit. Um, You know, and there's obviously the real-world counterattack of the occupation that would be independent from whatever this search was for the Stargate. So while the Stargate operations were undergoing, the majority of conflict attacks from suicide bombers or checkpoints, the creation of paramilitary groups, rebel groups, uh, insurgent groups, and then the um, deployment of the U.S. countermeasures to thwart these insurgents, you know, with violence and force, that would be, uh, and running the prolonged campaign to 2011, that was, mm, that was most definitely the natural extension of the reality of the illusion of the occupation. So while the occupation had to happen and had to be real, the creation of the illusion and the fact that that was occurring would force the natural tensions into a boiling point, a flashpoint occurring, and allowing that to basically hide in the crossfire these real undergoings and events by special forces and by deep state military cabals and secret societies in the territories of Iraq, uh, literally as everyone else was distracted by the carnage being intentionally wrought on the civilians and the military alike from inside these societies, you know, internally inside the Western governments that were invading and occupying Iraq at the same time. Now that's like a minor... It's like a minor understanding of it now, very summarized, obviously. Before what it was, we've already established this is a reality since World War One, World War Two, and Vietnam, with the Iraq War just being the twenty first century version of those now perfected circumstances of theatrical warfare. The American intervention in the war of Northwest Pakistan. Many people don't know that we ended up bombing Pakistan, at least the CIA did, the United States Air Force, the CIA's lapdog, and the United States government, the United Kingdom, as well as sent many of its own citizens as intelligence agents 
uh, deep state agents spying inside the mountains of Pakistan. This is an extension of the cover story of the global war on terror. As well as, for example, Osama bin Laden being found inside Pakistan being highly relevant to this reality that Americans were operating a shadow war in Pakistan on the Afghan border, just like we operated a shadow war inside Laos on the Vietnam border in Indochina. But not only when America invades a country, America invades a country and its neighbors as well. Second intervention into the Somali Civil War, 2007 to present. Once again, the Somali Civil War, much like Haiti, uh, is an American colony. Somalia is an American colony. It is used for the organized crime and the CIA operations that are allowed there without any discretion for morality or ethics, such as human trafficking, adrenochrome harvesting, organ trafficking, um, various drug trades, exotic, you know, Black markets of all kinds, drugs, guns, lawyers, money, all of it is available in Somalia, except for the world of Africa. Basically, it is the CIA's new Liberia in many cases, if you know about the history of Liberia. Now, when I say this, I do mean this is the hub of the CIA and the Western Empire in Africa and thus has created a African world war in Somalia. And I will be listing out the world powers that are fighting the tribes that are sending soldiers to fight in the Somali Civil War. Somalia, the United States of America, has sent the U.S. Army, the U.S. Marine Corps, U.S. Air Force, the U.S. Navy, all under U.S. Africa Command and U.S. Special Operations Command. Amisom, Burundi, Djibouti, Ethiopia, Ghana, Kenya, Nigeria, Sierra Leone, Uganda, with the European nations of Italy, Turkey, and the United Kingdom, all spending special forces and the European Union and United Nations sending humanitarian aid. This is supposedly all to battle al-Shabaab, the Mujahideen, the Haubul Islamic rebels, and of course the Islamic State of Somalia, the ISSS. Now, after hundreds of drone strikes targeting terrorist groups, dozens of raids, a U.S.-backed Ethiopian invasion in 2006, an invasion by the Kenyan army, a newly formed government in 2012, the majority of U.S. troops still withdrew in early of January 2021. And it is considered a 
lost cause with an unclear outcome. It is very strange to me that the operations in Africa being unknown in America involving so many countries, NGOs, power players, mercenary companies, or rather private military companies, PMCs, and other real sovereign nations engaging in wars that last for 20 years. They are the definition of shadow war. They are the definition of low escalation and dirty war, special operations force war, a war of secrecy. A war of the 21st century. A war that is impossible to justify or to explain, and it is thus obscured and hidden, rather than having a propaganda narrative created for it, relying on a public's apathy and not support. Next, we have Operation Ocean Shield, 2009-2016, Indian Ocean. NATO, with the United States, Belgium, Canada, Denmark, Germany, Greece, Italy, the Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, Spain, Turkey, and the United Kingdom, along with Australia, China, Colombia, India, Indonesia, Japan, Malaysia, New Zealand, Oman, Pakistan, Russia, Saudi Arabia, the Seychelles Islands Nation, Singapore, Somalia, South Korea, and the nation of the Ukraine, joined forces and battled quote-unquote Somali pirates off the coast of Africa and the Indian Ocean. This has long been reported as really being the concerted naval efforts to locate and destroy massive underwater creatures generating portals and large magnetic fluxes of energy off the Red Sea and Persian Gulf outlets to the Indian Ocean, otherwise known as the Port of Aydin Anomaly, or the sun at the ocean at night. Because the tactics of this combined naval fleet was to generate massive amounts of light at night in the ocean to attract these creatures. And upon attraction, the bait was 
set. Bombardment would begin. Anti-ship weaponry. Other creatures would be neutralized. Or at least pursued and hunted. With whatever force was necessary. The International Intervention in Libya. This was the ousting of Gaddafi. This was also a major bullshit war. With the powers of NATO being the United States, Belgium, uh, Bulgaria, Canada, Denmark, France, Greece, Italy, the Netherlands, Norway, Romania, Spain, Turkey, United Kingdom, Sweden, Jordan, Qatar, United Arab Emirates, and anti-Qaddafi rebels fighting the nation of Qaddafi-controlled Libya. I've heard this described best as a war for water. Because Gaddafi's plan for the African Union and the plan for Greater Libya was to create a desalinization plant funded by the government that would have provided free drinking water for all participating African nation citizens. Africa's water is mostly privatized throughout its many different nations controlled by companies like Nestle and in Libya's case, specifically the French Saharan interests that have used water as a colonial power source for hundreds of years to control things like the French Algiers, for example as well as their combined interests throughout Central Africa. As dystopian and nightmarish as that is, it is the most conventional of these wars. A war between human beings caused by human greed. Although it can never be understated the atrocities that these wars must be understood as... Because they are costing real human lives to preserve the lies of a breakaway civilization which exists not on this world, but off this world. Operation Observant Compass is next from 2011 to 2017 in Uganda. The United States, Uganda, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Central African Republics, and South Sudan fight the Lord's Resistance Army. This is the Free Kony thing.
the Lord's Resistance Army. Makes you really wonder what they were doing there. Was he a CIA asset that had went rogue with the power to control MK altering Africans into joining his child soldier run army? Or was this a matter of religious suppression? to tightly control the belief systems of all people, regardless if this case they be simply African. For religious wars are historically extremely severe and common. And suppression of one orthodoxy is the same as any orthodoxy. War never changes especially holy wars. American-led intervention in Iraq. Part of Operation Inherent Resolve. The war in Iraq. The spillover of the Syrian war and the war on terror, the international ISIS campaigns. United States, Iraq, Iraqi Kurdistan, with nations of Australia, New Zealand, Belgium, Canada, Denmark, France, Germany, Italy, Jordan, Monaco, Netherlands, Turkey, United Kingdom. The creation of the Islamic State allowed for the second, or at least part two of the decade, efforts into airstriking and to uh, once again engaging its western militaries into the Middle East all on the taxpayers dime with renewed vigor and concentration of reinforcements cycling out old service members with new service members politically excusing this operation when it no longer was politically excusable are defendable in any logical way culturally in the Western world to support the war in the Middle East. That's all this was, was a switching of old enemies from the Iraqis under Saddam Hussein, the loyal Ba'athists, to a new locally sourced but CIA-created and completely artificial enemy known as ISIS. Funded 100% by the Middle Eastern OPEC sultans in Sudan's underneath the CIA's payroll and the English Empire's payroll, who are members of the same exact occult societies and breakaway civilization fronts that they, you know, ruling families, dynasties, whatever you would want to call them, clans, tribes that rule these societies from the very top to the very bottom creating the artificial image, mostly with Americans in America, in Hollywood, or in London in the BBC, to create the false world of terror 
that the 2010s presented via the internet, dark web, and uh, mainstream news such as Vice, etc. But in reality, ISIS originally was created by the SAS as well as American Special Forces to provide false flag attacks on American troops and Western troops specifically to gather more support and funding for an ever more unpopular occupation of a nation that was growing ever more hostile by the seemingly lack of progress and illogical extension of occupying forces due to the requirements of gathering the Stargates and doing the necessary research in secrecy by the West in the Iraqi territories, and this would lead to the Syrian territories as well. There were over 200 ISIS, ISIS-created mass graves found containing up to 12,000 people each. Let that never be forgotten that there was a genocide against the Iraqi people. And I believe that those mass graves were created by ISIS as well as the Western forces, specifically as revenge and in extension to create the evidence of this extremist force that needed to be countermeasured with, Ameli- with American military occupation and Western military industrial um, intervention and, and dope, like, you know, overlordship. Of Iraq, creating the our own genocide of the Iraqi people, dead men tell no tales, and it's convenient that ISIS, for example, was arming itself with Western supplies and driving Humvees and operating Toyota trucks, which are built in America. Um, some inc- with the old painting of their original purpose, like Mike's Plumbing from San Antonio, Texas, uh, clearly visible on the doors in many of the war footage, and that's a very classic one. For those who do know what I'm talking about, you guys are probably having a laugh at that. The Toyota Wars, the ISIS Wars, uh, their trucks were purchased in America. They were purchased in mass in America, mass-produced by Toyota factories in America, and sold overseas to... ISIS, that they would build their utility trucks with machine guns and anti-aircraft guns on the back um, to wage their blitzkrieg wars across the Middle East. 
And you can't make that shit up. Like, it's absolutely the fact that the ISIS was created by the West and funded by Western technology, Western weaponry, etc. As their infrastructure, they were basically a nomadic and almost instantaneously improvised overnight group of terrorists, fighters that created a nation literally within weeks uh, in the Middle East. Then the American-led intervention in Syria, 2014 to present. And I won't really mention that because Americans did not lead an intervention into Syria. Americans were very hesitant to even involve themselves in Syria. Syria, though, being the um, creation of the West, trying to depose uh, Bashar al-Assad, who was against the International Monetary Fund, meaning he was against the ICC, meaning that he is a nation a leader that is against the breakaway civilization's New World Order government, and that was signing his own death warrant in regards to the powers that be. By refusing this International Monetary Fund, which is controlled by the Rothschilds, the Rothschild International Bank, the Notwaffen Third Reich Bank, the IMF, for example, was created by Nazis uh, after World War II as a neutral bank to pioneer their, their, their wealth, to save their wealth after the fall of uh, Nazi Germany. It was an international monetary fund. It was not any one nation or creed. It was this idea of neutrality in banking. So we just, the Swiss bank accounts, for example, it's all a part of it. Um, that this is absolutely a banking cartel war, a war by the Western hegemony against any though, uh, nation that would dare defy it. And legally, it could not actually invade Syria for exercising its own power of autonomy and sovereignty against the banking cartel's desire to absorb them and then to control them and with debt and to make them debt slaves, um, like it has done every other nation. But it could create false rebellions and false... Um, terrorist invasions such as it did. Now it's most famous for the invasion of ISIS into Syria but it had hundreds of radical Muslim extremists all of a sudden erupt into violence claiming that Bashar Assad was a um, dictator and was brutally suppressing them Although these same groups, which were known as the White Helmets, in many cases are as a moderate extremists or uh, moderate, you know, Islamic extremists or uh, various freedom-fighting groups, non-partisan groups, etc., were engaging in daily war crimes and brutal tortures, such as the decapitation of a captured 14-year-old boy, uh, or the mass enslavement and uh, sex slavery of captured enemy women, or the devastating urban warfare without ceasefire that rendered entire cities inhospitable, and millions of people refugees and homeless. All of this was going on on all sides of the conflict, uh, except for the professional and legal, almost just, Bashar al-Assad forces and the People's Liberation Army of uh, Syria. 
the PLS. And so basically, um, Syria under Bashar Assad uh, was actually the good guy in this situation, if you could believe it or not, and acted the part as well as their allies, Russia and Iran. And this was a huge propaganda defeat for America, for anyone paying attention. But I will just like to list the allies like I have been for the West. Now, United States... was allied with the Revolutionary Commando Army, the Authenticity and Development Front of the Free Syrian Army, the Autonomous Administration of North and East Syria, Syrian Democratic Forces, the International Freedom Battalion, People's Protection Units, Women's Protection Units, Al-Sanad Force, the Euphrates Volcanoes, the CJTFOR members, which is the Combined Joint Task Force Operation Inherent Resolve Task Force members, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Belgium, Denmark, France, Germany, Italy, Netherlands, Romania, the United Kingdom. Lebanon, Morocco, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Qatar, Bahrain, Iraq, Kurdistan, Turkey, Turkish-backed rebels, and Israel. That's right. All those nations and all those forces and all those different paramilitary groups, tribal groups, rebel groups, etc., all tried to attack and rebel against the Bashar al-Assad regime and try to attack all his supporters as Assadists. And all we were able to do was safely occupy some of no man's land and support ISIS by distracting otherwise committed and, you know, basically supplying them with training, weaponry, etc., which we did publicly do until we backed off of it um, in their pursuit against al-Assad after their genocides became well-known and uh, the invention of Iraq with the Battle of Mosul, you know, it started being the basically death knell in ISIS's coffin. But America was little more than ISIS Air Force in Syria, and it was very well known as the case. With Israel, for example, airstriking Damascus, you know, routinely, you know, so, so they're airstriking Damascus, ISIS is fighting Syria's armies in the frontier regions, and literally taking control of areas of Syria... Um, they're on the same side. Regardless of Israel is saying they're not on the same side of ISIS. They're, ISIS and Israel are on the same side. ISIS and the USA are on the same side in this conflict in Syria, regardless of whether they are not in Iraq. It 
It is further proof that America created ISIS as a proxy army of Muslim mercenaries. To forge a mercenary state in the Middle East. American intervention in Libya. Once again, just breathing new life into an old conflict. This one, the conflict began in 2011 with the ousting of Gaddafi. How do we get back into the situation to manage it with airstrikes and with military advisors? Politically, while it's inexcusable since Gaddafi's already dead and the entire situation was created as badly as it was by the United States, well, we have to create the Islamic State to create the boogeyman, which if in Libya, we can then go back to Libya. So you see what I'm saying? We create ISIS. ISIS is the boogeyman. ISIS is in Libya. Now we got to go back to Libya refight in Libya, go do some more airstrikes, kill some generals, reposition some power, give some people some more weapons, train some allies, make some new deals, get some more boots on the ground. It's all fractal in nature, but it's all complementary at this point. The creation of ISIS by the West helped the West stay in the Middle East for 10 more years. In this case, specifically from 2015 to 2019, after the 2011 invasion, which was already at the middle point of the global war on terror. American military intervention in Niger. 2018 to present, same thing. Islamic State of Iraq and Syria are in Niger, now known as Boko Haram. Niger is becoming a massive nation. It's a Second, it's a third world power that quickly can become a superpower in the region if it was allowed to do so. And what does it need to become that power? Military training, a big brother known as the United States of America. And that big brother in the United States of America can induct Niger into the ancient mysteries and make them a paramilitary or basically a military mercenary nation like we were made a military mercenary nation by Britain. The fractal nature of all things, Nigeria is becoming little America, culturally speaking. And we are doing the nation building that was done to us in the 17 and 1800s to Niger now, controlling their military, training them to be an occup- uh, a military force for the region, supplying them with technology and with resources, creating in them an obligation and owing of allegiance, and then eventually supplying them with the intelligence to create wars, campaigns, and involve themselves to a higher degree to create world security in the interest of the breakaway civilizations, the elite that feed them the technology, embodied by the massive corporations and off-world communities and tribes of superior, I guess we call it aristocratic elements of the human species. This is Empire 101. This is the New World Order vision of the 21st century. 
that the United States would ascend to a nation of neutrality that did not participate actively in wars any longer, having served its purpose and entering into its winter of empire, but ultimately would be the one supplying the training and resources and political resources at that to foreign nations which it would sponsor and have a colonial interest in that would then become its new servant states and uh, you know colonial uh, livestock basically in this version African nations and Latin American nations uh, but in this specific version Nigeria so that in the 21st century, by the end of the 21st century, America would be like England it was at the end of the 20th century, relying on nations like Nigeria to fight its wars around the globe, allowing its citizens to go fight and die for the glory of the United States world plan, regardless if it was the most powerful nation in the world any longer. It was still reaping the profits of its many different industries, which it had laid the groundwork for supremacy in the last century, as well as covertly ruling through a series of political assassinations and intelligence operations, and advanced technologies which the world was completely unaware of. And that is the history, complete up-to-date, from the white world perspective of the American wars from the inception of America, the invention of America, 1776, to the present day, 2023, as well as the covert reality behind them, the actually the actual reasoning behind them, the actual logic behind them, the actual motivation behind them, the real detail behind them that you'll never see ever published because this world is 100% controlled by the powers that create the illusion in the first place. That there is no resistance inside journalism, there is no resistance inside entertainment, there is no resistance inside the media, because the world is created and controlled by this new world order perfectly to fulfill this desired role. One of absolute illusion and theatric a theater. This is theatrics. There is really no motivation beyond the motivation of the greater New World Order and breakaway civilization. And while all this is going on, there is so much more going on that you will never know and never see. That is the true reason for the movements and maneuvering of military technology, manpower, and might. And though you think that we pay a fortune in blood... The reality is, we pay so much more. Than anyone will ever know.
Thank you all very much for listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I've been the Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. It is my pride and privilege to be doing so. Thank you all for those that choose to support uh, by providing a tip through social media or providing a donation by supporting and becoming an active member of the Anchor FM channel. You get exclusive content, hundreds of episodes um, that are only available through the subscription service, so check that out if you are a fan of these programs. I have hundreds of available episodes for free, though, uh, for those that just want to peruse. I totally understand that. Times are tough, but, you know, give it a listen. Definitely appreciate the attention as it is. Um, if you have any questions, reach out to me on social media. You can find me through link tree slash beyond top secret Texan. That brings you to all the links that I have on my social media accounts, all my web activity, etc. Uh, join the party, have some laughs. It'd be great. And, uh, you know, definitely check out the telegram group. I got a telegram group going on, provides uncensored videos, Twitter posting on that very actively right now for dark web UFO videos. You can find me on Instagram, uh, new channel beyond top secret texting Two. you know, all of it is basically subject to change because I get censored a lot, deplatformed a lot. But if you're listening to this, check out the link tree. That's always a current link. Uh, but even that may be taken down whenever you hear this. So, you know, we're writing lightning, but you know, living on the edge, against the censor and the tax man so all support is necessary and, and helpful thank you all very much um, for listening uh, God bless you and your families peace out <laughs>